0: Everybody and welcome back to the Pit Shack Podcast. This, this episode is presented, as always, by Atnip Enterprises. <clears throat> if you need any trucking, any kind of construction work, any general labor, give uh, Jeremy a call. Also, JFR Racing Engines, they build small engines uh, for go-karts. We've raced their stuff for several years in the winter and always come home with a couple wins. And also, Metal Magic, um, contrary to the, who's sitting here with us in the room, they also do <laughs> paintless dent repair. Um, he's a big supporter of racing proud sponsor jesse stovall and uh, just him being a supporter of the podcast and racing should be good enough for him to for you guys to give him your business and uh on that note we got logan martin and michael covey in the room uh they're obviously uh, heavily affiliated with mr dent paintless dent repair right
1: yeah uh painless, yeah paintless dent repair collision repair um also do auto glass and stuff like that Mister at uh, West Plains and Seymour.
0: So if you can't get a hold of Pope, call Logan. <laughs> 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 but, well, thank you guys for coming down. It's kind of a, as always, a late notice deal. I asked Logan on Monday if he's going to be coming to Springfield any time here soon. He's like, yeah, any day but Thursday. So here we are. I was down in your guys' neck of the woods today working, so I might as well have just brought my stuff with me and just done it down there. But uh, just the first thing I want to ask... Because it was, it was something I asked you earlier and you got real defensive about it before we get into your history. Is drivers wearing their own t-shirts. You got real defensive about it. And I am not <laughs> pointing any fingers at you, but I want to know where we stand on this before we get going.
1: No. Big proponent. Do not wear your t-shirt. Gilmore, Gilmore <laughs> swears up and down. I wore my t-shirt one time and I don't remember it. And if I did, somebody should have slapped me well, and told me not to. Yeah. But, I've, uh, I've seen uh, it. Don't, <laughs> don't remember it I told him I need a photo photo evidence it was when you had
0: your green and black car it was second to last year racing B-Mons i seen it in West Plains I don't know if you just didn't have anything else to wear and threw that one on that day your crew guys is okay that's fine because everybody, everybody knows the
2: rule on that but I don't know I'm backing Logan on this deal <laughs> I don't know I don't think I could catch him in his own t-shirt but you might have seen it I'm telling you I see if so that. it was definitely the last thing
1: okay well uh, it, was, it was the last thing in the wardrobe like I must have forgot to do laundry um, or something to ex-
0: uh, explain why you shouldn't wear your own t-shirt for
1: someone that's wondering why I don't it's just not it's like you're repping yourself I don't I'm just not a fan of it at all I think it's conceited because yeah I agree with that I mean I, I see where you're coming from for sure Kyle Larson
2: said it on Twitter hands down that's it. Good point too. Carl Larson said what? It said don't wear it on, don't don't wear your own T-shirt. Just, just
0: no explanation. Just no. Nope. Don't don't just do don't it. do it. What do you think, Dylan?
3: <laughs> what if it's a just sponsor and number like a crew shirt style?
0: I still I don't know. I'm curious. I don't. Know. I don't have my own. So I have to work some, some of the big some of the big that guys kind of pull it like Davenport wore on a hat, but
1: I don't know. I'll I'll let you go with the hat and good probability with the crew shirt, especially. Probably more so if it's like a, like the sublimated crew shirt, you know that like just the crew guys wear that. I see yeah. that around. Like I get that, especially for sponsor stuff. Like if you're doing like meet and greets or something before the race or something, I, I get that.
2: A driver wearing it? Yeah,
1: I'll let you slide no. on that. <laughs> you, you, I won't let you wear your, like your fan shirt. No
2: way.
0: What about um, your number sticker on your personal vehicle? You roll with
1: that. I don't know. I know Ryan Gilmore's got a ton of them around Springfield. But oh, I, not dude. on my
0: no, not on my personal vehicle. Yeah,
1: no, not on your personal one. Yeah,
0: D- Dylan sends me one at least once a week.
3: Yeah, they <laughs> I get passed all the time by '66s. I haven't even been racing in like two
0: years. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't I don't even have my own number on my vehicle. Like I don't I just
1: don't
2: do that. No, I don't I don't think so. Don't represent yourself. It just looks uh, it looks bad. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna I'll probably be the minority on this one, but I'm I'm cool with it. Do you I'm, have
0: your own number on your truck? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But I'm cool with
1: it, doing it. So I mean, I guess I'm. I guess part of that too it's like anything to, to to spread the news about racing. I mean, whenever people roll around with a number on the back of them, like you know they're racing, or you're like, oh, what's yeah, what's po- going yeah, on? It's so,
0: positive because if I I recognize it. I mean, the average person has to recognize just a regular like a basketball number font versus a, a something that's personalized. They gotta recognize the difference in it. But I don't think anyone's ever been asked. Like, someone that doesn't know, I don't think anyone's ever just pulled up and asked someone, like, who is, what's that sticker about in your back window? But it goes both ways.
1: But No, if anybody's ever been on my Twitter before, back whenever I lived in Springfield, uh, Ryan Gilmore, I don't know how many he got out <laughs> or printed, but they were yeah. all over. And every time I'd see one, I always take a photo of it, and I'd tag Ryan Gilmore yeah. on Twitter, and I'd put a hashtag, Springfield Famous. You can thank, <laughs> thank my
0: mom for that. My mom was real big on getting stickers. Like, she's <laughs> always... I just blamed it on the graphics guys because I didn't ask. And she's like getting on Lebo and stuff, like how come he didn't make stickers. And Whenever we do get them, I don't know if she gives them away or sells them or what, but if she sells them, they must be cheap because they're everywhere. Trenton Berry sent me some stuff, and Dylan, like I said, does once a week. So, I don't know. Not, I guess it's not a bad thing until you see like the beat-up Cavalier with no windows and all. It's the only window they've got's got my sticker on it.
3: Or they're on Live PD chasing on, somebody with yeah, it. Yeah,
0: Live PD too. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. Because my stuff was on there. How would you feel if your shirt and your guys' sponsor stuff was on national television for Running From the Police? Where would you stand on that? Because I took it to heart. I,
1: probably, <laughs> I mean, I, probably, I would probably be fine. I mean, you see, like, Dale Jr. stuff on there all the time. and. That's different. That's national national
0: scene. I'm talking like local scene. This is like (laughs) Green County. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't like it going. Yeah, I did.
0: Like I call look good. I called my cousin and chewed his ass for it, and he was proud as punch that he was on TV. But that's all the wrong reasons to be on TV. (laughs) We
1: worked on a lady's car uh, last week, and she's actually like does the live PD stuff. And she was telling us about like how they film and how they jump in stuff. It was pretty cool. So I asked her about the shirt deal. She said she wasn't on that night.
0: Oh, you asked her about my shirt? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I bet your dad got kicked out of that, too.
1: (laughs) I don't even think he knows. He might not even know about
0: it. I probably wouldn't tell him, (laughs) because he'll text me about it and ask (laughs) me what the hell that was all about. Well, now that the t-shirt thing's out of the way, Logan, you go first. Well, Mike, you go first, because you're feeling like you're going to get shuffled along here. Give your your brief introduction to racing where you're at now.
2: Oh, heck. I don't know. He's so nervous. Used to. <laughs> I don't know. I used to be in like hunting and fishing, man. Like that's all I cared about. And like 11 or 12, got in with Logan. I mean, obviously he's my cousin. I went a couple of times. Right when he first started racing modifieds, man. I was, I was honestly hooked. And then I followed him around. I don't really know. Probably like seven or eight years. I learned a lot about it. Then got my shop last year and. I don't know. Logan asked me to go to help him now, and uh, I'm like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm racing. <laughs> there ain't no fun crew for you anymore. But, you no, know, I, I, I learned a lot from him, and I think that honestly helped me a lot in a race car myself. You said you got your own shop, but it's at Mr. Den all the time. What's up with that? Got my shop. Oh, I think you said your own shop. <laughs> I got you.
1: Well,
0: I mean, I so, raced, are you supposed I'm, to explain like, what happened with the car and all that. How would you get it?
2: First race, uh, all that stuff. My mom married a guy. I don't even know. I was racing that go-kart uh, Jeremy Atnip's go-kart a little bit, and we'd drive to Butterfield, and it was like costing a ton, and we'd go out there, and no good, and me and my buddy Garrett, we got talking one day on the way home, and we're like, dude, I think we could do this modified deal, I don't even know why we thought it, but I kicked it around with my stepdad, and, you know, he kind of jumped on board, and when I see him jump on board, it's like every night I went home, I was like, hey, here's this car, here's this car, and we found that the car I'm racing now, it's, I think it's 08 or 09 GRT, you really never know, but, uh, Found it in West Plains, and he went down there and bought it. And I, I don't know, he just he gave me a shot, and I'll be thankful for him, of him for that.
0: It was an old Stolba car, wasn't it? So yeah, it was pretty familiar with the territory.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was familiar with the territory. We put a lot of work in it this winter, and a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot seeing how
0: it came from Stolba's, how legal was it when you got it?
2: I, I think it was legal, dude. Okay, but I mean, a testament to the, Gary. The, he- <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, they, if something is illegal on it. Legit ain't gonna tell me about it because <laughs> it's their <laughs> old car.
1: But, so. No, it actually came from Danny Tryon. So it actually like was sold it to Danny Tryon. Then you guys bought it from Danny, didn't you? Yeah. So it did get passed. It get did get passed through one hand anyway for a couple of years. Yeah, he
2: he wrecked it hard a couple times. I heard. They said he was in a wreck like every time he showed up at the racetrack. <laughs> I don't know. I knew it was a GRT. Horn, horns definitely. Work. Oh, horns I mean, definitely. They probably got a lot of work this they, winter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just seen the race car, dude, and I jumped on it. It's close to home.
0: It's working pretty good. You can't tell it's an old car. Everything's good.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> this winter, we went, like, all the way through it. I mean, everything on that thing other than the chassis is new. I, it, you can tell so much of a difference from last year, even.
0: Yeah. Logan, what about you?
1: Man, dude, um, I guess I started whenever I was nine. Started racing go-karts out here at county line. Um, just, oh, uh, at the old snow bluff up north of town, kind of in between. Uh, Springfield and uh, Bolivar Uh, did that for a year uh, raced some go-karts and then uh, moved over to micros whenever I was 10 uh, 10 11 ish and uh, we raced micros all the way up until I was 14 15 Uh, did we're pretty serious on that I mean we followed uh, the ASCS two like little regional tour it's like this like so you have your ASCS sprint car tour uh, and this was like the ASCS two for micros and uh, we ran the restrictor division, which was the beginner division. But uh, we followed that around for, I think, two years. And uh, we, I think we raced micros for a total of five years uh, for uh, moving up to uh, uh, modifieds when I was about 14, 15-ish, uh, somewhere around there.
0: I don't mean to interrupt you, but didn't you race you – I heard that you raced around Chris Bell, and you said, like, he was no good as a kid, and he got sent to driving school and came back reformed. Is that true? I thought I heard that. He did.
1: He did go to driving school. Um, a lot of Chris's deal is, like, he was good. Uh, his maintenance lacked a little bit whenever I was with him. But you gotta remember, Chris, like, we pitted next to Chris quite a bit. And, like, Chris would borrow tools off of us. And uh, I don't ever want to be that guy that's like, oh, yeah, I know Chris real. after <laughs> he got famous. Like, I'm not gonna be that guy. But uh, Chris, like, his dad didn't. Like, his dad drove him to the track. And, like, his dad would take a tire off but like as far as all the mechanicing all the setup stuff all that like chris did that since the time i bet he was 11 12 i mean he did it all as far as setups grinding tires uh doing that stuff and uh so i think that probably contributed to more but like you could definitely tell whenever he got 14 15 16 it was like he just like took off
0: yeah, not. is that around the time you went to driving school
1: mm-hmm. and the time he got he got hooked in with uh kenzie rustin's uh Uh, dad, which Kenzie Rustin ended up marrying Daniel Hemrick, which I don't know if you guys know Daniel Hemrick. Mm -hmm. He's actually uh, races the uh, cup car for Richard Childress. But uh, Kenzie Rustin, her dad started like a development program, had Grady Chandler, um, Christopher Bell, and uh, Billy Lawhead kind of uh, was, was part of that, and he was acting in a role of like a crew chief for Bell and stuff. So that and once he moved out of his family car and got into that car, that's when he really started to develop and shine. And but uh, uh, a lot of that, I think, was was lawhead really helping on the mechanic inside of it. Uh, but no, that was definitely cool to cool to see happen.
0: What made you guys want to switch up from running the micros to modified? It's awful. That's that's day and night as it gets when it comes to racing.
1: Yeah, I was heartbroken. Really? Was, yeah, it, that's, was, what, uh, that's what you wanted to do. No, because I mean, so like in micro, obviously, micro people tend to. <laughs> move towards sprint cars Mm -hmm. and you know you've always got your sprint car guys majority of them don't like fenders and fenders guys don't like pushing flips uh so like i grew up i was 100 percent open wheel like i still love it to this day like midget race sprint cars non-wing uh usac any of that stuff like a real big fan of it and uh mainly just travel though but to kind of answer your question like we were traveling the closest micro track was uh Will Rogers in Claremore, Oklahoma, which is basically where Salina is now, mm-hmm. uh, and that's about three and a half hours for us and so we were driving uh, three and a half to four hours every weekend uh, to try and find a race and uh, at that time, my dad was working out of town uh, about probably eight months out of the year, so it just made it difficult to to come in. We were racing every other weekend or uh, or some something like, for the first couple of years and but uh, travel was probably the biggest deal. It was just uh, tired, of tra- tired of driving four hours.
0: Who introduced you to the modified then? I mean, where did that reference come from?
1: Well, my dad raced a mod for like a year way back in the day. <laughs> was he any good? What? Was he any good? <laughs> uh, Negative. <laughs> <laughs> in his defense, he had, a, he had a like a copy of a Dirtworks car, but my dad, he was never a dirt tracker. He was always drag race. I see. a uh, straight liner and uh he came to me and wanted me to race and and i always loved racing but i didn't like going to the drag to drag races because you just i was like dad i said we sit out here in the heat for like four or five six hours and i said I watch you make like four passes like that's not fun i said if we i said i'd like to race but i want to do something on dirt and uh so then that's when he found the qrc cards but uh that's when we started counting line <laughs> but to do the modified deal, that actually came from Bill Adams, that Adams Construction that's on our car. He's still mm-hmm. a big supporter of me today. Um, actually, whenever we race, he actually owns the IMCA Modified we race um, a handful of times a year, but he's actually where I got my number from and all that. So I used to be number 08, uh, 08, and uh, then when we started Modifieds, there was already a number 08, so I just tagged his numbers 36 and rolled I with that. I think that's
0: the first time I seen you when you are running micros at the county line, you were 08 at that point. Yeah, you watch me. You try to ballpark it. Yeah, you. Fl- it, I don't even know why you guys are racing on that racetrack because it was calciumed up for the go karts, mm-hmm. and it didn't look like it was any fun for you guys to be racing on, anyways. And then it was I think, I guess that would have been too because it was where you flipped at. It was on the back stretch where you, mm-hmm. you, you you were as high as the fence. Chris Bork's got some good pictures of it where you pretty much tried ballparking it.
1: Yeah, that was a bad deal. So that was when County Line was the new County, the new Line, County Line was built, and uh, we went up there. And that was I'll, probably my one of my first handful of starts yeah, in what probably
0: two thousand and eight,
1: something like that. Yeah, was it
2: orange and black micro? Uh, I I don't know. I had to look at the
1: picture. Uh, it was
0: it was early in my picture. I think stuff, so it was
2: probably. I think you might have showed me one of the pictures. I think it was orange and black. Yeah, early.
1: But uh, that was my. It was we had just moved. Uh, we had moved from the restricted class, or I was running restricted in a class, which are. Uh, is the equivalent like your restrictor might be like your Midwest mod your a class is your b mod And then I just moved to the outlaw uh, Which is what I would consider like your a mod or your yeah Your a mod and that was like my third race in an outlaw car And uh, my dad took the wing off and that was my first ever outlaw non-wing race. So here I got at that time where the motors were making about 200 horse and we weighed about 750 and uh 750 pounds and we just took the wing off and yeah, I tried to ballpark that thing smooth out of there. What,
0: what happened? Did it did it like bike like did you wheel stand and just bike up that way or?
1: No, if I remember correctly I think a dude spun out and I tried to go high to miss it and I got up oh, there. the hay
0: bales. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: And I got up in the crumbs and then uh, there was just like no stopping it Like once I got to the crumbs. And they
0: had those hay bales all the way around the outside of the racetrack mm-hmm. We've seen people come out of their go-karts that day from hitting them. They what hit them and spin around. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, I remember.
0: Did, it, did any times you wreck the micro stuff, did it ever phase you as a kid thinking, like, I don't want to do this. I want to get something bigger? <laughs> no, not, not really. really.
1: Um, I went for a couple good licks. Like, uh, the hardest crash I ever had when I was I was 11 years old at I-30. I went off the backstretch. Um, at Little Rock? At Little Rock. Yeah, on a micro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, went, fast. <laughs> yeah, I went off the backstretch. A dude tried to slide me, and I didn't know you were supposed to lift and turn under for sliders, so I yeah. just stayed in it. And uh, I, I ate, a, ate a right rear and I ended up in the tires and did a bunch of barrel rolls and flips and had a concussion and brought the car in and it was halfway in a U-shape and really? yeah, it was a bad deal.
0: Whenever you got into the modified, I, I, can, I said this last time when I got, I raced the late model at Springfield and then I got right into my B-mod and it felt lethargic and slow the steering it reacted so much slower did you is that why you were kind of upset about it, it was because the car just felt lazier and slower or did you just not want to make that step
1: oh the modified mm-hmm. i guess it was probably because like the people i was around in the micro world like all my friends like they're off like tyler thomas alex Sewell, all them guys like Jason mcdougall they were all headed towards midgets and sprint cars and i was like man i want to do that that's cool that look, that's what that was fun at the time and then uh my dad he's like well let's let's do this this let's let's go this way which at first I was like I, I was like, Oh, it's just a modified and <laughs> and uh, but uh no anyway I I had my second practice session, I kinda I really fell in love with it, like as far as the horsepower and stuff and I came in smiling, I was like, Wow, that was fun, like yeah. that was fast, like that was a lot of horsepower, that was that was good times. You said
0: when you got in it you just kinda shrugged it off as Ah it's just a modified which brings me to a question I asked you about earlier, is whenever you first got <clears throat> first got into your modified you guys have been fortunate enough to have nice stuff. There's, mm-hmm. there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You just you're born into it. Your dad's he's he does good business and he's mm-hmm. got everything going. And you, I mean, still to this day, I'm sure you get it. You get a lot of flack over having nice stuff. Mm-hmm. And I want you to explain in your words because you have that stuff doesn't necessarily mean the results are going to be there because you got it a lot growing up. I'm sure, like when you first got mm-hmm. modified, I heard a lot of it. So he's got all this nice stuff, whatever. This punk kid or- but you're racing yeah. with, with people that have been in the class for six, seven years dominating, and they should be good because they have been, but you're up against the not just the physical aspect of the guy being good, but these guys are mentally they're they're yeah. i don't know the they're they've been around it so long that mm-hmm. they've got you beat mentally right off the bat, not to mention their physical aspects, so I want to explain a little bit of that leading up even into today's world because i seen some stuff going on last week that people <clears throat> were arguing about
2: with that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's always a correlation that money buys speed, and that's true to a point, but not completely. Like, there's still a lot of – I mean, you still got to put the whole night together. Like, you still got to drive, and you still got to be able to make the calls at the track and stuff. Um, but, uh, but no, to answer your question, I have been blessed to be in a prosperous situation and uh, try not to take it for granted or, or try not to portray myself as, as being a punk kid or something like that. Yeah.
0: Oh, I got – I had another question pertaining, I was ready to go, (laughs) I was ready to ask you a question, draw a blank, Dylan you take over here for just a second,
1: (laughs) put me on the spot, Um, but I got one, go ahead,
0: you guys, I'm drawing a total blank, well while
1: we're talking about modifieds and, and late models, you tell me what was the biggest, you tell me and then I'll tell you what was your biggest thing going from a mod to a late model and you're I know you've only made a handful of cash money starts but uh,
0: the, everything's you're there a lot quicker than you anticipate being there um, like obviously the straightaway speed the acceleration is so much more but the steering's quicker and every time you make any kind of reaction with your foot it's a hundred and hundred percent definite reaction on the steering wheel and when I the B-Mod is so forgiving in that manner. Like if you get in a spot and you let all the way out of it, you can get back in the gas and go again. late model, when you get all the way out of it, you're going right. And then you pick up the gas and it's already trying to go back left again and you look like a monkey. It's just, everything happens so much quicker. And it just, and then when, when you get back in the Modified, you don't realize that, that the Modified is lazy and slow. The reaction is so much slow, even the A-Mod. So, and it, just the reaction time is, I don't know that, even since I've raced it like six or seven times now that I don't know that I'm mentally prepared for it, if it makes any sense. I need laps, I need laps spread out alone to prepare myself to be in those positions. And yeah. I, think, I don't know if you that felt was, that way.
1: Yeah, no, that was real similar to what I felt. My two biggest things were one was the steering. Uh, like, I, like I had this steering wheel that I had from micros to and I ran the same steering wheel for six seven years like i had this steering wheel i was in love with it and uh won a bunch of races with it and i just like kind of thought it was like my lucky charm me too i had that bent one (laughs) up until
0: three months ago so
1: but uh anyway i went to a mod i went to a late model and uh, i tried to use that steering wheel and my hands were all sorts of crossed up yep and uh, i think it was just like a 15 inch so like the next week like i ordered me a 17 inch and uh it was so much better Yeah Peyton gave me a 17 inch and it it, turned you, it turns your whole night
0: around immediately. Yeah. your hands, calm down.
1: And then my other deal was just the mental aspect of it. Like, you have to be on kill from, like, the moment the green drops. Like, them guys, like, it accelerates so fast. It was like, I remember, like, the green drop, and it was like, oh, crap. Like, I went from third to fifth. Yeah. Because I wasn't – just because my mind wasn't there, I wasn't ready for it.
0: That brings up another thing. As of last week, John, Jonathan Davenport was bitching about the passing points stuff. But is that – it's a totally different ball game, and you got to be elbows up, ready to try mm-hmm. and tear your car up every lap. You got to drive it to its full potential every single lap, and maybe not so much with what I'm doing, because like I said, I'm not really ready for it all <laughs> the way. But but you, that's mm-hmm. got to be a totally different ball game than what it was before.
1: Yeah, and I mean, kind of speaking on that, Bill Fry told me this was like my fourth start or my fifth start, and I got out, and uh, Fry walked over to me. And uh, he said you're being too conservative. He said you're caring too much about your equipment. He said if you want to go fast, he said you're going to punish it. He said he said that's just what it takes in a late model. And uh, but uh but no, as far as passing points or time trials, I really don't care <laughs> either way. Like I mean, obviously the racer in me, I prefer time trials, but like I'm not going to be the type that uh, we're we're on pass points. We're all on time trials. Like I'm a firm believer, the cream's gonna rise to the top in either did,
0: one. Did you see any kind of correlation to his argument, saying that you don't know when you should drive the car hard or not? When you're, I think when you're driving for someone, you're supposed to drive the car hard. They're they're paying you to drive their car. You're supposed to take it to the front. Don't be mm-hmm. stupid with it, but be mean to it. Go go yeah. go. Make money. I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand his argument with that. I get. I get what – I mean, a part of it, they're so aero-dependent, it's hard to pass or whatever, but isn't that your job? <laughs> I mean, that's what you're hired to do is to drive the car. Yeah, right?
1: I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. As, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that's what he was paid to do. That's what he's here for is to, to go in races. And, and uh, all them guys are exceptionally, exceptionally talented. Just unreal how much talent they have. But, uh, I mean, I see his point. I mean, nobody wants to work all week and spend them 40, 60 hours working on your car all week. And then uh, – uh, and then go out there and get it trashed or something. But,
0: but he trashed it, though. Yeah. <laughs> the format didn't do it. I mean, Did but. you see that? I'm, what do you think?
1: Well, I was going to say
3: that was part of the point is everybody is so good when you're racing like Lucas Dirt and stuff like that, MLRA. So, you know, even if you have to start at the back, I mean, everybody's so good. I just imagine it's hard to even compete when you get behind the eight ball like that, which I, I would think that's probably the biggest part of the argument.
1: my biggest my biggest deal is on passing points is if you're gonna put us on if we're gonna go on passing points just please make sure the tracks racy Uh, like we go to especially on the MRA deal like we go to some tracks uh, like you get on a big half mile or something uh, I mean them guys on the front I mean if you start on that front row and you can get out in clean air I mean you're just I mean unless you really screw up and you got a halfway decent car when you're just gonna be real hard to pass.
0: However, though, if you just look at the draw and you line up heads up and you draw a third row on that half mile racetrack, you're <laughs> gonna start in the back. I mean, it's, it is what it is, I, mm-hmm. both sides, I don't know. I see, I know it's the best of the best are hard to pass, but it's, if yeah, you're, if that's you're, what
1: you're... that's what we're here for is pass cars. traveling
0: race. regular, though, that's your job. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I'm gonna yeah. enjoy watching it either way. So. Yeah, for our side of it, it's good. <laughs> I
2: don't yeah, know. passing points, I don't know. Like you roll into the show me, and you got all the national guys. You know they're going to hit good laps. And then you got, like, the regional guys around here, Logan and Bot and Peyton and, I guess, Stovall and Jackson.
0: Just those nobodies? Yeah. I <laughs> guess. <laughs> I, no, I guess. But,
2: you know, not all of them are going to hit top ten laps. But with passing points, you can put them up there, and I think they can all hold their own, maybe racing and not trying to hit the laps. So it makes it more fun for the local fans to watch and cheer on the people they watch all year.
0: What do you think about, like, if they did it at Charlotte, maybe, with the NASCAR, they, they found a way to break up the air a little bit. What do you think they need to do to kill some arrow with you guys?
1: On the late model deal? Yep. Man, I would say probably take away rear blade uh, would be my first spot I would go. To take
0: uh, a little, I mean, it'll take traction out of it, but it'll take some of the wake away? Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
1: I mean, you, I mean, you can see it. Like, guys, like, I don't know. I do it, or I, I try to do it, but, like, if you notice, like, guys always... Like, if they enter in behind somebody, they always hang a nose, hang a corner of the nose out halfway in or halfway out. And the reason, as long as you hang it halfway in or halfway out, if you're behind somebody, you can still get a little bit of air on the nose and you won't lose the nose. But, man, the minute you tuck in behind somebody completely, like, you're going to shove that nose in a hurry.
2: Yeah, Logan's definitely frustrated me in some of the point. Because <laughs> they'll get behind someone and go to pass, and then he just flies up the racetrack. Like, dude, what are you doing? But yeah, it's,
1: like, super frustrating inside the car, too, because uh, – I mean, you're just going in the corner, like, if you're not aware of it, that kind of goes back to that mental aspect, like, if you're not aware of where your nose is at and making sure you get, get air on it, uh, you get in the center of that thing, and then you put pick up a death push, the next thing you know, you went from almost passing a guy to now you're five car lengths back again.
0: Does so that have any, any kind of correlation to staggering yourself on the tracks wide open so you try and save some vision? Is it kind of the same thing? You know what I mean? Like you stagger yourself from someone's rear wheels so you don't get sprayed? <laughs> is, is it kind of? I mean, it's just got to be the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. And um, but uh, but that's when I noticed it the best. But I, as far as how to fix it, I don't really know if there's a, a definite way how to fix it, especially with the way that we've got these cars raked up now. But yeah. that's where I would start is with rear blade if if they are going if if that's what they deem needs is fixing.
0: Is that any kind of question amongst the industry, or is it just go
1: on? Not that I've heard, which I will agree that I think the product that the late models have right now I feel like is is a pretty good product. I might be in a minority, but uh, as far as I feel, I feel like the racing is is uh, is pretty good.
0: Do you Okay, that goes along with a two-part question. Do you feel like we need to take anything away from them? Because Jesse Stovall says this is big-time late model racing. If you can't afford it, go do something different.
1: I agree with that to a point. You to know, a point, you know I what mean, you're getting into. You yeah, you know, know like, like whenever you roll in the pits, like, I mean, it's like you're, you're, I mean, you're there to be the fastest car on that track out that night out of every division.
0: I see some people complaining; they'll show up with um, a subpar car to the series and bitch about the rules being too high, when they brought their ball to their court. Like they, they know what they're getting into and it does need to be cheaper but this is oh I alternatives. absolutely
1: I absolutely agree with it. it needs to be cheaper I don't know how you make it cheaper um, I know the the Malvern Bank Series up north has got a pretty good deal going on with the engines um, I seen you oh, uh, know who's the guy that owned Tanner English Randy Weaver mm-hmm. uh, had a deal I seen an article on Randy Weaver and uh, he said the number one thing he would do is he said he'd get everybody in the room uh, he said he'd get uh, rule makers, sanctioning bodies, drivers, car owners, manufacturers. He'd get everybody in a room, he'd get a big white chalkboard. He said he said we'd list expenses top to bottom. He said we, "He said engines would be number one on that list for everybody. Okay. So he said that's he said that's where we need to start is if, if we're going to make it cheaper we need to start at the engines.
0: What about shocks? That's the that's got to be the second second yeah. expense.
1: Shocks is definitely engineering. Uh, I don't I mean the shocks are expensive, but it's the knowledge that comes with them too' yeah,
0: going through it with, they want to raise they went to no ride height rule in NASCAR a couple years ago and now they want to get get way get get away from it but you can't unlearn what you already know so how do you yeah. fix that
1: I've heard of them I mean I've heard some some talks and I've heard I heard this a couple of years ago of, of rule changes coming that would uh, get rid of um, uh, bump uh, get rid of stack springs get rid of bump stops, get rid of bump springs. Um, I've heard of them rules and as far as taking away some of the engineering out of the cars which I agree uh, it gets a little difficult uh, on the engineering side of it as far as just trying to keep up but uh, I don't but I've, I've heard of them I don't know if that's gonna ever happen like I said i heard heard that two three years ago and but nothing ever changed. Is it so. gonna cost
0: you guys as a team a bunch of money to get rid of bump springs and or stack springs and bump stops and stuff is it going to cost you a lot or i don't think so that's going to be the number one thing people are going to start Mm -hmm. throwing a fit about and it's not 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 asking your secrets here i don't know if you're running that stuff or not
1: yeah no i mean i think everybody's got either a bump spot a bump stop or a bump spring on the right front or uh, stack springs i mean not everybody runs stack springs some people do some people don't that's kind
0: of last year thing wasn't it it's already kind of the progress the stack spring thing Mm -hmm. yeah but, uh, I got to look at one for like ten minutes, and that was <laughs> they're it. confusing. They'll yeah, blow your mind yeah, if you try. And that was it. all I got out of it.
1: But, uh, but anyway, but what was your question? I um, want. I think we we covered you, it.
0: You kind of got it in a roundabout right way. I want to know because I'm envious of it, and i guess more jealous than anything. How did you guys get hooked up with Bill
1: Fry? Bill Fry, man, that was so. We we went modified racing, so we decided to go modified racing from uh, whenever we quit micro racing, and uh, bought a. Modified off just an asp one. It was actually the modified that Bill Fry built for the um, All 100. Yeah, for the All 100. The super light cool. one. It was on the old style Chevelle stub. It was the one that Striegel ended up like destroying. Yeah, at yeah. Lakeside. <laughs> <lick> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so anyway, no, we bought that car and that was when uh, we put a 525 in it. Um, that was at the time Brandon Davis was doing so good with the 525 up north and USRA stuff. So we went down and uh, Fry set it all up for us. We went through it top to bottom. He helped us mount um, the seat. We scaled it, did all that. And uh, ever since then, we've just kind of been hooked as far as uh, letting Fry do handle our stuff and help us.
0: Is this stuff as mechanically sound as it looks? Because he builds some awesome looking stuff on Facebook.
1: Oh, like his like his rat rods Anything, and hot rods? and his
0: race cars. All the race cars that he rolls out look like they're showroom quality cars.
1: Dude, that Nova that he just built. Um, was absolutely beautiful I mean it was it was one of a kind like it was so gorgeous I mean every the wiring the, the fitment the bumpers I mean me coming from a body shop dude like I'm pretty picky as far as like my gaps and and um, the body of the car but it was like straight as an arrow all the gaps were perfectly even top to bottom I mean it was just beautiful
0: did Bill have anything to do with the, the lower a-frame the lower A frame? <laughs> that you
1: <got> <laughs> yeah, that I got my hand slapped for. <laughs> yeah. That was a
0: seventy five hundred dollar hand, hand slap. slap. Yeah, it
1: was a big hand slap. <laughs> um it was we assumed it was gray area at the time. Um I got a seventy five hundred dollar lesson.
0: Yeah.
1: On that. <laughs> but uh but, but yes. That he was had something to do with it. <laughs> that was that was <laughs> how the, yes, that he did come from Greenbrier. Well, Striegel
0: got in trouble at Springfield because it says no bump stops on the shocks, but um, a stock Chevelle comes with a rubber bump stop on the A-frame. You know, was, mm-hmm. and that's Striegel went to Springfield with a bump stop on the lower A-frame. I don't know where he learned that at, but <laughs> that's a band slap too. So <laughs> I would imagine it come from the
2: Greenbrier yeah, area. That <laughs> sounds like something Bill would... He's got so many tricks and stories that... That's like, great as it gets. Yeah, I mean, and he's really got is. stories about like how he would just... Like stuff he had put on his car back in the day that didn't make a world of difference and people would just be looking at it. Next thing you know he's got tech guys over there crawling underneath it <laughs> just because he had made it seen and uh, they just run over to tech guys and tell on him it's crazy. He
1: told me that front end that uh, he designed he said he designed it in his his garage in Ava. Uh, he said he based it off a of Speedway magazine uh, from from way back when and I he may, he may have changed it, but at the time I mean, that front end, he said he's modified it some, but he said the same basic geometry and design was uh was one he made in like the early two thousands uh, in a garage in Ava, Missouri. So that's supposed to be the trick part about sending your
0: cars to Bill, right? He'll he'll cut off, or you can get a car like ordered and send it straight to him without mm-hmm. front mounting points on it. He's supposed to put his stuff on it.
1: Yeah, he'll do he'll do any of it. Like he uh, he he'll, he'll build you a car if you want just a standard GRT or a standard Shaw or. Um, um, we always ordered our car. Fry would pick it up without the brackets, and then Fry would weld on um, the front end, the upper eight, upper A frame brackets, right front shock brackets, and some of the mounting brackets.
0: Whenever you got to race asphalt at Lebanon, was that as about as different as the micro versus modified? And how did, I don't even know how you got it. It was a, it was a Tony Jackson car, or a Brent Willard car, wasn't it? it?
1: Yeah, it was Brent Willard car. And uh, at that time, my dad was kind of kicking around the idea of maybe going. Asphalt, of, of wanting to do some super asphalt late model racing and uh i was like i really didn't want to do it like, no I was,
0: you didn't want to do that
1: I, well no i wanted to do the run but he was talking about uh, actually selling selling uh, the stuff and and buying and racing at, at lebanon and uh i was like man i really and that doesn't really pique my interest I was like a whole lot say
0: you didn't want an asphalt race Help me and dylan spent 25 dollars on i racing the other night just to race asphalt <laughs>
1: but, uh, no it was super cool super enjoyable i didn't do worth a hoot uh, but uh, I felt – because, like, we went out there on a Wednesday or a Thursday night and we practiced, and uh, my times were supposedly pretty pretty decent. And then on Saturday, you get a two-hour test before the main – or before the night starts on Saturday. Um, and uh, we had a right-rear tire that was leaking air. And I don't know if people realize it, but, like, an asphalt car, like a half-pound of air is a pretty pretty major ordeal. Like, you can definitely feel that. And uh, we, had a, we had a right-rear tire that was – Kept leaking air that we didn't realize, and uh, we caught it right at the end of practice. But we'd already made a bunch of changes to overhaul against it. So, anyway, bottom line is we didn't. I didn't do very good. Did you enjoy it though? Oh, it was a heck of a time.
0: And you want to try and do it again?
1: Mm, no, no? No. <laughs> no, you don't have any interest
0: in doing it again. What?
1: Probably not, man. I really don't. I had a good time. Like it was fun. um I don't think. Uh, I don't. It was super fun to race. As far as the people, like my mom and dad and. Uh, Larissa and Mike, uh, I don't think they really enjoyed watching it that much. Oh,
2: I thought it was sweet because I don't know, just like a different aspect of racing, almost like go karts. Yeah. You watch guys, it's not too groove racing, it's how the guy's gonna, at a big go kart race around here, just run them over. But <laughs> uh, at a big go kart race, you watch them how they like set them up. Yeah. And it's really cool watching a guy work it, dude, for like three laps and finally get around him. It's a lot more strategy than a dirt car. Yeah. But Logan he just likes to be gassed up against a big cushion <laughs> I wasn't worried about going in a straight line and this.
1: the coolest thing about that whole asphalt deal was like the spotter situation so like you're actually allowed spotters in them and uh, so like you have somebody telling you in your ear like fender door fender door clear or something like that or high low and like you have the ability of somebody to really pump you up or um, or not and that was probably the biggest deal i had to get used to is like here i am trying to concentrate and i've got somebody feeding me lap times yeah. or feeding me gaps or tell me fender or something like that i think
0: that'd be tough because when I are racing on i racing and i'm like uh, <laughs> i always mess up like i just you need to be paying attention the whole time i mm-hmm. think that'd be the hardest part of it all yeah but there was some questions on facebook that we put out there just like just like always and there's <laughs> larissa said you guys had a date night tonight that you bailed out on but
1: i did i did bail out on the date night that's you guys sorry larissa that's your guys (laughs) problem
0: keith pratt want to know what you remember about the wing cart days at county line kind of kind of went over that but yeah um i guess we on the county line stuff i'm you won your first race in a go-kart i'm sure and or a wing cart and then you No,
1: actually i never won a county line really never Mm -hmm. won anything there nope never won anything there uh I, but, uh, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Met a lot of great people. A lot of people that are still in the sport today, uh, like John Stewart, Kelby Taylor. I mean, there's a lot of people uh, involved there, like uh, Truckee and Michelle Harbison. Like, I met them go-kart racing, and we were up and – they've since moved to Davenport, Iowa, and, like, we were up there racing this year. And uh, he came with us on one of our swings up through there and helped crew. crew. And, um, like, there's a lady – we fixed her car last week, and uh, that relationship was formed back whenever i was nine years old uh racing a go-kart and she brought her car and to get it fixed so a lot of really good memories i probably i wouldn't trade that for the world that was a super cool time in my career as far as what we were doing i mean it was just real laid back real fun that was but uh no it was uh good times uh, mike wanted I me mean, to ask you earlier about a time
0: you hit a lap car racing with jeff cutshaw oh yeah win? i killed a lap car <laughs> <laughs> what happened <laughs>
1: So we're at, was it the spring nationals or the fall nationals? I
2: don't know. It's so pretty big, and you're about to get it done. Then you.
1: Yeah. No. So. <laughs> something pretty big. We're racing. It was at Lucas, and uh, we changed something over the off season. And it's one of them deals. Uh, we changed something, and it like, I wasn't really that good the previous year, and then like the next year we came right out the bat, and like we were fast. And I was like, whoa! It's like a completely different car, uh, same chassis and same motor and combination everything. But, uh, so here I am running second Jeff Cutshaw and, uh, we're in lap traffic and, uh, I think it was Scotty Ball or was it the Phoenix? Whoever, <laughs> it was whoever owns, it was a, was Mike it, was so a, mad. He don't even know. I don't know. Just, it was a four. It was a Phoenix car.
2: I think it was the eleven. whatever. about
1: had to have been Scotty Ball. Yeah. And, uh, he had a flat, he had a flat on the back stretch and, uh, anyway, so I'm tucked in right behind Jeff Cutshaw going down the back stretch, Like I'm right on his bumper and uh, I'm like, okay, whatever Jeff Cutshaw does in this corner, if he goes high, I'm going low. If he goes low, I'm going high. And uh, he ducked low, and I was like, okay, I'm going high. This is and like I, middle of the back stretch. Yeah, sure. middle of the back stretch. So I pull out, and the next thing I realize, there's Scotty Bow just <laughs> sitting there. And I was like, oh, that's why Jeff Cutshaw went low. <laughs> and I just impaled him in the rear. Like it, it
2: ripped the air cleaner off. Like, it, carburetor stud is all the way up. Like yeah, geez. It didn't really
1: hurt the, it, it honestly like didn't hurt the frame that bad. Like. But uh, but no, it it cleaned out like the middle of the car. <laughs> it was a bad deal. When
0: you mess up that bad, do you crawl out of the hole and go talk to the guy, or do
2: you just quietly put it in the truck? No, and get the hell out of there. Wogan, Scotty Boo, however you say it, his name, kept driving like nothing happened. Stuff <laughs> 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 just parked on the back. Yeah, thought
1: stuff was like literally like I got water spewing everywhere, and it wasn't Scotty's fault. I mean, he was up on top of the track. I mean, it was just a bad time. Like he was just had a flat in the middle of the back stretch, and and I was tucked in behind Jeff Cushaw. and uh, I couldn't see in front of him, so as soon as he ducked, and uh, I'm just like, I, I just, I impaled him like full throttle. Like, if he yeah,
2: didn't have a Hans on, he definitely felt it for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was rough.
2: He it. rocked off the rock guard for sure. Would
0: well, that would that be classified as one of your most embarrassing racing on track experiences, or do you have anything else that comes to mind?
2: Uh, I got one. <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I used to mouth Logan all the time before I started racing. We're uh, we're at Humboldt, and we were in that black Shaw car <laughs> no good it's so slimy Sean oh. Strong just rails it off down in there through the slime parks it on the fence me and Brent are like dude do not drive it in the corner hard. Oh, like was this. it Sean Strong or was it Striegel yeah I think it's Strong
0: in 3 and 4 3 and 4 and he had the blue and black yeah, yeah I got pictures of him yeah. climbing the wall <laughs> yeah I don't
2: do it. Logan's next session out. He bails it off down turn three like it's wide open, just right through the slime. Same spot parks it. I've never seen Brent so mad. I think that's like the maddest I've ever seen him. Is
1: he had everybody had a ride to be because that was like fun. I, it's like one of them. Deals, like, I didn't want to go back to the pit. Like I just wanted to drive from. I just wanted to stay in my race car and drive you that go to thing. West yeah, I just drove it all the way back to West Plains. When
2: you, uh, when you, I'm Logan, so hard over that. I didn't. I mean, I roll on the track for hot laps. I'm like, I'm not going to do what Logan does here. We get out, or did, and uh, one night at West Plains Hot Laps, I send it off down three and four, get my right front, you know where it flattens off up there. It pushes, and then I get it turned sideways, and I just knock the deck out of it. It's like second race of the year.
0: Is mean, <laughs> that was... this year? Yeah. that's That cool profile picture you had? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it looks like West Plains has a three-foot-tall cushion. I'm getting after it. My, my bike's fixing
0: the stuff it.
2: <laughs> I, or, I'm off the bars is the only thing that did not
1: make it look cool. What about you boys? You boys ever stuffed it in Hot Laps?
0: Have I? You'd be a good one to... Mm-hmm. I feel like I probably should have, yeah. I just don't remember. Dude, they get...
2: They were, so Gilmore ran around at Springfield, though. <laughs> he just gets to go off the end. Yeah, I got <laughs> yeah, to go off the
0: end. Mm-hmm.
2: you out right. i spun out. I don't know that I've ever hit... Sp- spinning out in hot laps ain't
1: near as bad. Does status. practice count? Yeah, close enough. I'll I broke it. a spindle in practice one time at Humboldt. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was bad. I hurt. The, <laughs> I cleaned the deck out of one last uh last year west plains yep. i felt like a, i feel like two inches tall there too <laughs> i went down in there in west plains like it, it wasn't a
2: slimy either you just bailed up down yeah it was 100
1: percent my fault like <laughs> i just went down in there like completely missed the corner misjudged the mm-hmm. corner like uh west plains is real bad like it l- might look like it's fast but it's actually pretty hard and pretty slick and i just Completely like, Yeah. yeah I, grab the deck and Oh, that's so mad. About to
2: the Apex one and two and he's still just on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> slow down, slow down. He just pitches it the time that he's in the flat and he hits the wall and it turns him like directly, he's pointed right towards where you come on, he just limps it right off the track, never stop.
1: Yeah, I ended up like on the end gate where you come on turned sideways and i just put it in drive and i just drove That's like a long I'd, way
2: right to mr dent
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's like
0: pain in the ass working on cars all week like fixing wreck stuff and then you pilot the fence for no reason oh yeah sucks. <laughs> like
1: you're just especially in a late model because it's like it's not like a modify where you have like a traditional deck then you've got all the drop deck pieces and you're just like golly like yeah yeah late model pieces are way harder to beat out for sure you just basically build a new one as well yeah sometimes like you get a right rear deck or something and up there and be like all the Illinois boys and just don't even have anything just yeah, have to leave it yeah. hinge over there
0: so you're circled around it what's your most embarrassing on track stuff is that it that was piling
1: uh, on the fence yeah piling the fence at humboldt was what bad. about mike mike then because he, he's throwing he, you under the bus he ain't raced long enough he'll <laughs> have I seen
0: anything do anything crazy here? i did
2: like, i told him he wasn't there the night i put it in the fence and hot laps but <laughs> it was embarrassing i mean i I just wanted to go home
1: because he was mad at me oh he was, he like he just jaw me all the time he's like he's like yeah at least I didn't crash in hot laps or whatever I was like it'll come like you will have your moment like, yeah. and then he uh, he didn't even tell me Walt, uh, Brandon Walsh uh, he works at the shop at West Plains and uh, he told me he's like he's like ask Mike about and hot
2: laps. Walsh was so mad. <laughs> Dude, had yeah, the T bar shifted over. The deck was knocked out. Luckily, Walsh was there, or I would have loaded up. Like I wasn't gonna fix it by myself.
0: <laughs> Trevor did that when I went to West Plains with him. We were just—I was just sitting up in the stands watching. I rode up there with him, and then he—he he spins out, and someone smokes him. He spun out all by himself and got smoked. Yeah.
2: Like, hey, speaking of that, have you guys deck. ever watched uh, like king of the dirt night stuff on my TV? Not really. no, I
0: watched a couple the of f- very first season.
2: Have you heard of uh, Jason Waller, obviously. Yeah. His crew guy. I was watching the other night. Dude, that dude gets so mad at him. Like he'll just be mouthing him while Jason's on the track. He like spun out. He just walk up to people. He's like, You see that idiot Spout all by himself? <laughs> like, what an idiot. And then they get in and he's like he just Jason just like rub this dude's quarter and it's like one lane, slime on the bottom. They call him Overpaid Jake, and he's like, "What? What were you doing out there?" And Jake's like, "Man, I'm sorry. Like, I, I didn't have anything else to do. I was trying to go to the front. It's a big deal, but I don't know. I, I'd be hard to race around someone." That just gave you crap all the time, I think.
0: Yeah, constructive criticism is very, very, very positive when
2: you're racing. Yeah, and way. I probably gave my fair share to Logan. That I'm glad he has gave back More. To
0: me. Also, Most of it's in, probably in good spirit, though. If someone's yeah. just coming in and giving you a straight-ass tune, it'd be it'd be, it'd be tough. Yeah. Because the worst time to get talked to about what you just did wrong is when you're still sitting in the car. That yeah. Is when the worst yeah, stuff like, comes out of your mouth.
1: It's like whenever you knock the deck out of it at Humboldt, and like you've got all three of your— you got, At that time, Chris Johnson, my dad, and Mike, and I know they're all mad because, I mean, here I just created a crap ton worth of work. I mean, I created a night's worth of work, and uh, I'm just like, golly, because you know you're going to hear it whenever you take that helmet off.
3: It's almost worse when they don't say anything. You just pull in, everyone's quiet,
1: it's loading up. Yeah, my my dad
0: doesn't ever chew my ass, but when he just doesn't talk to me at all after the races, I know I know, I I messed up. Mm -hmm. I ran off the end leading it last year year before, and he didn't say anything to me, did he? I got out of the car and I was like, what do you think? He shook his head
2: I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I, boy. I think I've done some of that stuff to Logan over the years. I, we were at CMS one time. I don't even know what. I probably wasn't even smart enough to be arguing with him. But I remember we were arguing about Front Springs or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were, we were sucking at the time. It was we're, for their big uh, Labor Day race. And we rolled up there. I think you can qualify like two days, like Friday, yeah, they, Saturday, and then race on Sunday. Yeah, they did a row in a row, right? That's mm-hmm. not how their old format mm-hmm. was. So, yeah, we went there and we were sucking. Yeah, thing.
2: I was so mad at him. I don't even remember. We were, it's something about Front Springs. I don't remember anything about it. But that's, that's the one time I remember we got mad at each other. <laughs> like, as far as we were concerned, we weren't talking to each other again. We were quitting when we got home on Monday and never we <laughs> again.
1: We ended up running like – we ended up running pretty decent. Yeah. Deal. We came – we sucked at the start of the night, but we came – we got lined out by future time.
0: When we talked about Humboldt just a little bit. The night we were qualifying we, – this was 2016. 2015. Yeah, 2016, we were at Humboldt for Battle of the Ring. We roll out for A-Main hot laps and you lose a spindle. You want to know what the story
2: spindle. was? I left the lug nuts loose. Oh, it was your fault? No, I didn't do it. Oh. I, I was scared to death on the fence. Brent looked over at me. He's like, because that was like my job. Like air pressure and lug the tires, man. And I, he's like, you tighten them lug nuts? I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared, dude. I mean, it was just yeah. like a huge weight off my shoulder when that thing came in. Yeah, you broke a hub, right? Yeah, a hub broke. and
1: uh,
0: but, oh, uh, I want you to go through that whole deal because by the end of the night, you had made a ton of noise. Like, oh, that was <laughs> night to be No beard. one even remembered who won the race. I night remember beard, you are knocking yeah. the fence down.
1: Um, but, okay, so Humboldt's three days, like practice on Wednesday, qualify Thursday, Friday, big race on Saturday, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were sitting on the front row for the battle to the boring and uh so we roll out for so we have all day we hang around all day saturday we don't do anything cars ready like it's spot spot on like i have went over everything like everything you can go over like we've touched it and uh, so we roll out for a main hot laps second lap uh break the right front hub tire into the wall hub spindle or not spindle but hub and everything into the wall and uh, so here i am i'm like fuming mad uh, one because I thought we thought the tire was off, so I was mad at Mike for a split moment. And I, when I was out there at the track, I was like, I seen that uh, I seen that the hub strip. So I was like, okay, all right. Uh, so we come back in the pits, and uh, we have I think two classes before us. So you spent three days all up to this one moment, and like you put yourself in a good position, and something like this happens. It's completely out of your control. Um, and then it was just thrash. So uh, we went and got a new hub. Um, What's the castle? Is it the castle nut? Is it the one like the that makes it like a castle nut? You put it over the inch and eighth uh, nut, and then you put the cotter pin through it. Oh yeah, that yeah. little. Yeah, we didn't have that. The lock,
0: the the deal that locks against it.
1: Yeah, yeah like the crown. Yeah, we didn't have that, and uh, that was the only thing we didn't have to put it all back together, and uh, it was still bent. Like there was the lower was bent uh, from it digging in the dirt, but we didn't have time to change it. Uh, and uh, so I told, I went up and I found Ryan. I said, Ryan, can you give us time? He said, yes. Well, I didn't, there was rain coming in, and they were supposed to do driver intros. I was like, okay, we'll get it fixed during driver intros. They bypassed driver intros completely, and they were out there on the track. So we got it all slammed together, uh, lower, lower control arm, lower ball joint still bent, uh, but we at least got it drivable. And uh, I remember we parked it, because I wasn't gonna have time, so we parked it like halfway on halfway off the track and three and four so they wouldn't go green
2: yeah Logan was taking his time i'm just like get on the track pull it on there then worry about <laughs> well that. and
1: like have that too is like i didn't have my belts right like because it was such a thrash like i literally pulled on the track and we went green the next lap and i don't know how you guys are but like i'm kind of anal about like yeah. i have a certain ritual Wait, that i follow through when i get in the car in line. yeah, yeah. No, steering wheel's got to be in line <laughs> so anyway so then we get out there and uh, we're just no good. Like, I fall back to, like, fifth and sixth. And and I'm just – I was already worked up. And, like, kind of you say, like, have a helmet fire. And uh, just from – because I was like, man, we spent three days. We put ourselves in a great position to, to win this big race. And then this happens completely out of our control. Uh, so then I just started just railing the fence yeah. just for, like, all it was worth. <laughs> and uh, I'd won that previous year at the USRA National doing that. And uh, I built – I built a a custom T-bar, or Fry. We built a custom T-bar with Fry's help uh, as far as how it would break away and stuff, and it wouldn't wouldn't cause any, because at that point, GRT didn't offer a breakaway T-bar. And uh, so I was like, okay, we're just going to get up here. This T-bar break away, it'll be okay. Well, no, by the end of the night, we had the whole thing pushed over, but by God, we were going to the front. The whole
0: two flat tires at the end of the race. (laughs) The clip
1: was pushed over over. I remember Mike, I got back to third, And I was starting on the outside, and Mike was absolutely losing it on the fence. (laughs) Me and
2: and Logan talk about it all the time. You know, people have told me, like, I've been out in front of West Plains, and they say, Logan's just on the fence. I mean, rip it, rip (laughs) it. I'm like, that's how I am on the fence. But when I get in a car, I'm not pumped up like that. But, like, watching Logan race – and one time at Lucas, I was swinging the sticks, man. Logan's making hay on the top, and I hit Moon right in the face. <laughs> I felt so bad for that. I was like, sorry, like mid-race, we just went on with it. But I did feel bad about
1: that. But, no, so kind of continue on. So, like, we work our way back up to third, and then my dad, I mean, he's just on the, he just put his – I mean, they both just point to the top and just, like, just go with it on top. So, anyway, I look back on that. I didn't have the car to win, I don't think, but um, – I could have maybe changed some stuff. To maybe the way I entered one and two because yeah, one, one <laughs> yeah. and two was how one and two what was killing yeah, that's me. That's what was getting you tore up. If I would have entered there was a rut getting into one and two and I kept trying to enter in above it which was like out there in like no man's land. Yeah, and, I
2: think you came over after the race. You were in that race right? I was on the top two I think behind he, him. I think you yeah. came over and you
1: said I thought
2: about trying the top but it wasn't nowhere near what Logan was trying to do. Yeah I
0: was up there but not like that. And I'm like dude that was cool but what were you thinking? Yeah <laughs> that, was, that was one of the moments like yeah. you get done
1: and it was like dang it like at the time I was like I just wanted to win like that was yeah. all I was thinking about I was like let's just win then you get back to the shop on Tuesday and you're pounding sheet mail and you're like golly, this sucks yeah he
0: took a brand new body and wrap and destroyed it yeah. <laughs> it was a bad deal I, I, I couldn't even imagine what my dad would have said if I'd come pulling that thing back in yeah as <laughs> mad as hell at me
2: the coolest thing was is he'd make up hey and if you go watch like that cheese work guy's video you can see people start getting up. When he's making hay, they're clapping their hands. That,
1: that's that's really cool. Yeah. But, no, that was – I don't know. That was one I felt like I let get away, that maybe if I would have changed some stuff or been smarter about the way I drove it. Not as far as, like, how hard I drove it because I felt like that's what got me back up to the front. But if I would have just changed my line a little bit in one and two, maybe I could have done something a little bit different. But at the time, I didn't realize it or think that about it.
0: Pre-Bobby Pierce, I don't know who you were going after <laughs> with, with all that. Uh, what's uh, – like maybe a two-part uh, one f- more for you. Look, where do you want to go, Mike? Where do you want to go from here? What's your...
2: I mean, I think all of us want to go race for a living except the guy right across the table that's, from us.
0: That's what <laughs> I was going to ask him. Well, is what's life I, I after talk to, racing for him.
2: I talk to Logan all the time. I'm like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if me or you just could go somewhere, race full-time? Logan Logan just shuts me down. The idea is like, dude, I'd rather have something back at me, which at the end of the day he's way smarter about it I <laughs> am, but if i ever got the chance i'd jump on it bro like i'd go full board but no
1: i don't, I, don't I, I like doing what we're doing now as far as like the regional late model deal man that racing for a for a living like i respect them guys to do that because that is definitely a a tough way to make it make a go of things and uh but more power to them but yes you don't want any part of it what as far as I don't know. I would like. I would like to run a, a national tour. Deal would be fun. Like I would like to do that. The
0: idea of racing for a living is not appealing.
1: No, like yeah. being strictly reliant justly on what I bring in from a racetrack would. No, that would be tough.
2: What about you, Gilmore? No,
0: I don't want to race. I want to race for a living, but I don't want to do this my whole life. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I, I can see. What you I feel doing. like um, if I get if I get hurt again, or I get. Something where it's going to affect my livelihood, then I don't think I want to continue to do it because like this is what I love and what I've always wanted to do. But I also want to be fully functional whenever I'm 60. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. It's it's my life, but I don't want to take it to the grave. I don't want to be the guy at 70 racing because I don't know any better. I wanna I wanna go out when I'm done, and I, just, I don't want to I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just don't want this to be
1: only thing that i'm ever going to do. Yeah, no, i hear you. Like i've got a couple goals that i would like to meet. Like i'd like to get to a certain number of wins and i like to do this and do that and then like i feel like once i got to that like i hear Stowell talk about it like Stowell told me one time he said i could quit tomorrow and i'd be perfectly happy. He said i'm 100% content with my career as far as like what i've done. And you believe any of that? Do you th- you believe that whenever
0: you hang it up and say you're done, do you think you're ever you're going to be totally done or do you think no. you're going to you're come back
2: out. Moyer can't do it. Sammy Swindell can't do it.
1: I probably wouldn't. I think I could quit racing, but I would still be involved in some aspect. That's where
2: I'm at with it. I don't think if I quit racing, I would still
0: be involved. But yeah, I yeah, I don't think I could ever just take it, take it and leave it. But I just, I don't know. I don't, just when it gets to where it's a chore or when it's not fun, that's when I'm gonna quit and you got plans probably to take over the business right so that's going to get probably. in the way of your racing for sure <laughs> yeah
1: possibly so right now it's just Seymour, more but uh uh in the future but like
0: you're on this side of the table business owner mike mike's saying let's race for a living yeah Logan
1: <laughs> wants to go ahead and do that i'll take
2: the sponsorship and yeah we'll go
0: get it done. yeah so you don't want to, you don't want any part of a, a travel like a particular traveling series mike oh yeah I mean, you honestly, want a late model you late want a model. car or a model obviously
2: or? late model I like to go through the ranks, though. Like, it'd be cool if you could almost be really good in a B-Mod. And then you jump up to, like, a USMTS car and you go run with them guys night in, night out. Then you even get, like, almost like Stormy Scott has done, especially here late as of late. He's really good on the national late model series right now. That, that's cool to me that them guys are so versatile they can jump in all these cars and they're still fast.
0: I want USMTS racing. I want to be competitive. Just for yeah. Give more If you
2: had to, if right now a Lucas will dirt lake mile ride, or a full time USMTS ride, which one would you pick?
0: USMTS, because you race ten times more.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And, and, and
0: okay, that can go both ways. If both rides were fully backed with the knowledge, I would still pick the A mod, but the late model would show up a little bit more on my radar. Yeah. But, as of just racing the late model that I race right now, I don't think I'm mentally prepared to go that fast. Yeah, I don't, So, A-mod's more must it's, be. It,
2: well, it's just crazy what the A-mod's, like, technology with that USMTS... I just... I wish I could go back and look at the top ten of that race the other night at Monet. But that's the first time I've watched a USMTS race since Logan, I think's raced with them. And if you go back, like, five or six years ago, I feel like Johnny Bone's in the top five of that race. Especially at Monet. I mean, he was yeah. always good there. And it's like the technology... Of them cars, they're all hiked up, almost look like they drive like Lake Mall. That just wouldn't be a lot of fun to me.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be fun.
2: <laughs> if, you had, if you had someone that knew what, like.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I already tried that last year and I was slow as could be because I didn't know <laughs> what the hell I was doing. But, yeah, like, yeah, if somebody was just like, you check the bolts and you drive it, yeah, I'll take I'd care be, of the rest of That would be that. awesome. Done deal. If you
2: could get Rumley with you on a USMCS car, that would be yeah. hands down. Missed opportunity
0: go. there. Yeah. With Rumley, he could get these modified guys and make a big check. Yeah. Dylan, are you yeah. gonna do this any of this anymore? Yeah. <clears throat> Ask away. No, I'm talking about <laughs> racing. We're gonna I am I've worked on Kent in a little bit. We gotta get you back into something. Yeah, I'd love to. But if yeah. someone were to offer you the full like here's a contract, you fill it out to you, what you wanna do, what would you pick to race? That's pretty tough. I I've
3: never driven an A mod or a late model, but they especially the late model it looks so mechanical, so aero dependent and it's just, I don't know. And it, you're going so fast too, I imagine.
1: Under your head, you got to pick one. USMTS <laughs> looks Probably USMTS.
0: Up. I do, because they race so much more. and
1: I agree with that. I could I, see that for there's sure. There's
0: a different variety. There's so many racetracks they go to. And I don't, I don't know really the late model camaraderie, but it seems like a little bit of the modified guys would be a little bit easier to I could sque- see that. squeak yeah. a little bit of stuff out of. Yeah, yeah. 100%. The I, USMTS
2: guys just like. Me and Logan have talked. I don't know how them guys make a living when they're racing for two two to three grand it's every night. Yeah, but they're racing all the time. They are racing all the time, but I don't know. It just seems I, like it might be easier if you're a top-notch – it would be easier if you're a top-notch late mall guy racing for 10, like, about every time you show up.
0: Well, no – I mean, there would be no this disrespect to the USMTS guys, but do you think it'd be easier to run top 10 with them or with the National Late Model
1: Series? There's an argument to that because, I mean, you look at, like, Kate Dillard, like K. Dillard just put on the on the front row of Cedar Lake. Um, Stormy Scott a couple years back was, I think, top three at East Bay. Yep. yep. Uh, I mean, you got Phillips, um, Sanders. Phillips and Sanders won and ran second on the MRA deal. So, I mean, people. I don't think people give that USMTS deal enough credit for really how tough it really is.
2: I don't feel like it's as tough. I don't. Oh, no. I don't know. I'm, gro- stepping, over. Gro- I'm <laughs> stepping over myself. There was more racers in the series back when Logan we had show yeah, up. Yeah, I agree. But now it's tougher because of how the cars act and how like technology advanced. That's probably there. why
0: some of those guys aren't doing it anymore. Yeah, no, that's why pro- Schrak yeah. left. Yeah, Schrak, Krohn, John Tesh, Corey drips mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Meyer, Al Haney. There's a ton of these guys. What is that,
1: what is out doing nowadays? IMCA, IMCA racing. Really? Yeah,
0: he was a he raced the Clash last night. Didn't do very good, but he's been winning a bunch of those races. What is
3: it with late models? It seems like you, there's a lot more inconsistencies. You could have a guy that's a superstar one night, and then the next night just junk. Like, what What causes that?
1: I mean, you tell me, please, <laughs> because that's, like, the million dollars. I like, mean,
3: any of it doesn't matter who it, it will, is, Bloomquist, Davenport. Yeah, whatever.
1: no, I get it, like, 100%. So, like, the other night, I think it was EPJ – Um was it, I think, did EPJ run good at Tri City? And then, I don't, one of them guys ran like really good at yeah. Tri City and then like could not, Pearson, hit, Pearson yeah. could not hit a lick at Lucas. And yeah. uh, I mean, I'll, I'll experience the same thing. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, same car, same motor, same setup. Like, everything was just identical to how it was the night before. But no, that's like a million dollar question if somebody figures that out. Yeah. You don't please. see that
3: near as much in the modifieds, even in USMTS level. I, It's just. Hmm. I don't know if don't it's, know.
1: like, the parity because everybody's so close uh, in the late model deal. So, like, that there might be 10 guys, like, super, super close. Uh, I don't know if that's why it is. I don't really – I don't think that is. Um, but, uh, but no, I don't. You but, just
2: yeah. you just don't know, do you? I don't.
1: It's don't. a million <laughs> question.
0: I don't know if if you do this or not, but do you think some of those big guys that race for a living, if they, if they have a bad start to the night, do you think they just kind of lay down? Or do you think their elbows up the whole time? I'm going to say there. It was up the whole time. You think so? Because I watched I don't know, Davenport at West Plains that night. He kind of, he, he got, someone messed him up at the beginning of the race when he was driving that 21 car. But he finished the race, which was, I thought was unusual. I figured he would have pulled off. But it's like he just didn't care.
1: And I know it was a regional race and he probably didn't care. But I just yeah, wondering sometimes. I, I got that vibe. I got that same vibe at, at West Plains. And I don't know if it was because, like, I don't, I don't really, I don't know if it was like it's not his stuff like it wasn't his team so he was just like there to just to make the laps and yeah go just make his laps get his money and, and yeah. go home i don't really know how that but i caught that same vibe that, that you're feeling
0: if you're I, I, well I, I i can't i can't say that you do this because i watched you in the b at the diamond and you're on the verge of a wreck oh, <laughs> you and weren't that, laying down in that b at the yeah, Diamond. no were. we had a provisional too but uh, yeah
1: i know that's what i'm saying <laughs> that was the first provisional i'd ever took like i did not want to take a provisional at all yeah, you were on it man but uh, like they'd no.
0: show the guys in front of you, and then it'd be you like throwing roost, like, get, <laughs> getting it on orange and black car,
3: yeah, orange <laughs> and black, yeah, throwing right some, up on. throwing some roost, yeah,
1: right up on lit. But no, that was uh, that was good times. Well, I yeah. have a quick
3: question. Sorry, what do you like better, the real big tracks and the late models or like real short tracks? I know I, I love the race at Caney earlier this year, and then like I-80, places like that look fun. Do you have a preference?
1: I don't have a preference. I will tell you, I absolutely loved Belclare this year. That was yeah, some good times. That cool. um, and that was one of them deals, like, we kind of, like, we were talking earlier, like, when you roll into the track, you know what you're getting into. So, like, before we went there, like, I put an old junkie deck piece in it, and I took. Did I, you cut the
0: quarter panel on that one? Yeah. I've i, cut, seen I that picture.
1: I cut the quarter panel, put an old quarter panel on it, and took the, took half the T-bar off, and, and, uh, but uh, that was really fun. But, no, I probably don't have a preference. Like, I'll do really small or really big, just as long as it's racy like yeah. I-80 I, I feels like
0: one question I got asked to speak at uh, I, don't, I don't know if you call it a church function or not but they want me to speak at a church and I want to know in your words what you would want someone to know about racing not just uh, the mm-hmm. the cliche of hillbillies like there's a quote it's in a song it's like it says this corner bar is not a house to stand. it's a place we all fit in and mm-hmm. I feel that describes what we do as a whole pretty well like we're not all the same but we are and we all fit in in that little circle and it's not just peeing beer cans together yeah no absolutely like there's
1: so many different people from like all different walks of life and i say that like i mean it's predominantly like blue collar people but um there's a lot of a lot of different people from all all walks of life that all come in and everybody's everybody's here for a good time and and uh enjoys it and camaraderie and stuff so i
3: but even your worst enemy at the racetrack, usually you have a lot more in common with them than about anybody right. else.
0: Yeah, I might wish bad on someone that I don't know. Like I may, I may not wish bad, like get hurt or whatever, I just wish they suck. But <laughs> I don't think that there's, like if it comes down, like if it's someone you despise, you wreck every week, you just you hate mm-hmm. each other. I think if they got hurt, this is the one sport that where you're going to feel worse about it because you were directly involved in
1: Yeah, I think you'll get it more so here than you would, like, even basketball. I mean, you look at, like, Caleb Stalba, like, what happened to him a couple years back. Like, that whole – like, I feel like the whole racing community rallied around him. I mean, you see what's going on with Grady Chandler Mm -hmm. right now out in Tulsa. Yeah, it
0: affects affects all classes far and wide. If someone gets hurt on a basketball court, they fill a man in, no worries. But if someone gets hurt at the racetrack, it's there the rest of the night, it lingers. Mm-hmm. And on into the next day, I feel like we don't have that in any other sport. And there may be—I'm not that connected with stuff—but it feels different. Like that Grady Chandler deal. Anytime you see anyone getting hurt, people in Williams Grove got killed, you just feel—you feel different. Mm-hmm. Like it, it spe- if any kind of uh, tragedy happens, like in a public setting, you, you pay attention, you take note of it, and you feel bad. But if it's someone of your own that you have a possibility of running into or seeing along the way, it makes it makes it different. So yeah. No. Mike Mike, what's your
2: explanation I don't, of that? There's,
4: <laughs> no, Mike, yeah, you just beat, yeah,
2: I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Racing gets drugged down because I mean I don't know. There's a lot of people <laughs> That's yeah. that's what like you go to the local racetrack and you see the dudes in their cut off shorts and their cowboy
0: boots. Don't even try to make us look good.
1: Yeah, yeah my biggest yeah. deal, like I'll never forget it. So like uh I'm a senior in high school and I'm sitting in my math class and uh there's these two girls and like i was i was just chit-chatting with them like i wasn't even asking them on a date or anything like oh, that boy. and no i really no, wasn't percent 100 <laughs> honest and uh so i was like they were talking about what they're gonna do i was like you guys didn't come out to the track over there and they and like they both turned and said no that's what hillbillies do or that's that's rough out there and like i won't ever forget that because i mean they weren't like snooty like snooty girls or anything like that i mean that's just how they perceived it so <laughs> Um, I don't know how you fix that, but that was just one example I had that stuck in my mind for a if long only time. Those
0: girls knew that there's lots of oil money, <laughs> lots of big ass money out there. Yeah, yeah they'd they'd be they would start there in getting heartbeat. into this a little more. They would. Some girls haven't figured out. You see them running around, but. little <laughs> <laughs> pitless. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of smarts and money involved in this stuff. So have, there's no point in telling you guys that you know.
4: Where's mine?
0: You got the wrong guy. <laughs> 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 don't have any money. <laughs> But, Dylan, you got anything, anything stored away to ask? No? You guys got anything else? Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Riley, comment on the Facebook post you put up. Who, oh, yeah. Who'd, so. who'd win a foot race? Me. All day long. <laughs> yeah. like, if you like, ran Logan, on your knees, you would outrun Logan. Logan, can even hold a candle to me? Like, <laughs> they asked about you two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going
1: to argue this. Cause, like, so we have this uh, rec ball league that we play in the winter. And uh, I so, seen you play basketball. I don't want to hear this. Story. I don't play. I don't play basketball. I just play okay. defense. Okay, <laughs>
2: dude, he is pretty solid defender.
1: <laughs> I just play defense. Like I know my role. Like I can't shoot, so I pass and I play defense. Yeah. And uh, but uh, no, I Mike got my Mike got heavy winded on a few of them games. So <laughs> Ow, I,
2: I was dropping like thirty two a game. <laughs> no, bro. you were not. No, you were not. I had like twenty seven <laughs> three games straight. I mean, I was in the whole game.
0: It's hard for him to brag because he can make it down the court. Twice as fast, mm-hmm. he's already six inches away at most from the rim. So, but now let him get like he got only, it made, man. He's only
1: a year. He's only a year out of school, so like let him get a couple years out of school. Or it gets harder. Yeah, 26
0: Dude. years old. You wake up in the morning and your knees are stiff. I didn't. it was ever hurt. gonna get this way. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we all have a body leg body. up on Trevor, I think, because I saw all of us play at Lucas, one time. I and he had I a cigarette it. in his mouth and was trying to run around. He <laughs> was just completely red. <laughs>
0: that was the worst, the worst night ever. He
3: wasn't was, doing so good. I
0: was talking shit all night too, like saying, "When you guys get done with that race car, come back here." Like I, so they call me Raindrop, <laughs> and I would shoot. It wouldn't even touch anything at all. That was so bad. And hit me once. Huh? And hit me once. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Rusty Forrest was playing with us. He was drunk yeah, as can wh- be.
2: What race was that at?
0: Show me. Oh, just show me, yeah. That's always such a good time. I'll never do that again. It was 400 degrees outside. We had been
2: drinking. See so. do it at night if we ever it was it was at night, night. Yeah. is, it, was is it? it yeah that was it? at night
0: I thought that was a day No, uh, that was at night after the races and we had been drinking so as soon as I stepped on the court it was like sweating so bad <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and it was up to me I was talking shit all night so I had to play so <laughs> you know, or
2: did you ever ball up at Old Central
0: no dude the last organized thing I, I was a part of was track in 7th grade <laughs> <laughs>
2: They had you in the 3200.
0: I ran the 800 and the mile. Dude. Yeah, because I could run for a long time, just not very fast. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and the four by two, I think I think I ran the four by two. That's, yeah. But I, he got to run for a little bit, but you got to be fast, and I was always the wink link of that deal. But 800 and the mile was my deal. I play. Okay, I played football for a week in seventh grade. You didn't play it. Let me finish my story. <laughs> so my mom and dad told me, because none of them are into it, they're like, if you want to play, that's fine, but you got to go to practice on your own. Like, we're not going to be able to take you. Like, All right. So me and my buddy Derek seems, we rode bikes to practice. And from my house to Pipkin was... I don't know, eight, nine miles. Not real far, but far enough. So when I got to practice, I was already, I was tired as shit. (laughs) Just turn around and go back home. It was like three days of that, and I was like, I could barely ride my bike home. I would stop at my sister's on the way back because she was halfway, and I'd get a drink of water and stuff. And then they were going to play me center, and I'm fat now compared to them, but I was like 165, maybe. And they're going to play me center. And I didn't know anything about football, and I found out what center was. And that's when I was like, fuck this. <laughs> We're going to do something different. So I quit the football team. We didn't even, get to, we didn't even start hitting yet, and I quit. Because mm-hmm. the, the ride to practice was probably the big part of it. Because I'm so uncoordinated. Couldn't catch anything. Can't throw very far. Can't run fast. So they just wanted me to push people over, and I wasn't fat enough for that. So yeah, I bailed out of all that. It's a pretty good move. I got exactly. my dirt bike around that time, so any organized sports was out the window at that point anyways, because the dirt bike took all my time, so.
1: no. <laughs> I remember that dirt bike. You rode the fire out of that dirt bike. If and it's a dirt bike, I'm thinking of it.
0: The ugly blue one, or it smoked, or it was yellow probably back when I was running around with you guys, or when, what? when I was running around with planes a bunch, but anybody would if anybody was looking it was wide open <laughs> i would try to i would try to run its guts out and i'll crash it in front of so many people doing that stuff too <laughs> oh you're probably talking about the one i rode at the b mod race at west plains it was michael maggard's we we're riding it through the fire and stuff I wasn't, oh, okay. that wasn't mine
1: hey i gotta ask remember at humble whenever it was the first time i ever met you and it was you were with a bunch of other people and you were in the that van And that one guy woke up and just like covered in sweat.
0: Nathan, yeah, Nathan, yeah. We were we stayed we were staying with Sean Strong, and every time we stayed with Sean, we drank a bunch. (laughs) And me and Nathan drove up there and was hanging out with Sean, and the sun was coming up, and we were still out. Nathan was asleep on the trailer, the open trailer, so I like woke him up and tried to get him to go in with me, and he wouldn't. Said he's gonna go in the van it was so cold so he put his coveralls on and covered up with all them blankets and the next day that man was out in the middle of the sun and he was hung over it looked like you sprayed him with the water it seat- oh it
1: was terrible like you guys know. were pitted next to us I remember I walked out and I was like holy cow like okay. I was like concerned for the guy I was like my cause he didn't wake up till late like two or three yeah like it was yeah, real late was I opened
0: the door the to check on him I'm like dude and I started yanking blankets off of him and I went and got these guys I'm like you gotta see this dumbass <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna die in here when he got, he didn't up, think to bring him water. He's, you gotta see this. No, he was he was breathing. So when he got up, he, he I bet he he borrowed fifteen dollars from me to drink up all the Kadee he can get his hands on. He was so hungover, but yeah, yeah. You guys got bad riff of me because I had a lot more fun back then than I than I do now. and no, I no, that order. was just
1: my that was my like if you if you tell me like like. Right, like the first time you met Ryan Gilmore, like that's gonna be the image. It's not even Ryan Gilmore. It's just that that uh. We slid
0: that van door open, and Nathan was looking like death. (laughs) Like, hey, come check this dude. (laughs) He's at the dying here. No, it was a bad deal. Like, drink that much anymore? No, no, it's a lot harder than it used to be. (laughs) Like that dude drinks a ton. Yeah, not anymore. It's harder. No, wake up, uh, sweating, too fat. Any other questions (laughs) on the old FB?
1: Uh, battle the battle at the boring return. Battle the boring return. Twenty twenty. Somebody, somebody find a ride. i am Can I even qualify? No, mm-hmm. I
0: don't know. I didn't think about that. No, yeah. I'll tell
1: the tech man. Yeah. <laughs> Get Carl Flower after me. <laughs> after watching him it.
2: destroy his car, he ain't getting
1: my stuff. <laughs> Just, but, uh, yeah. No,
2: Chris, I know
0: you. You read this. Chris Varner wanted to know: Is it hard to race? against your soon father-in-law's car at times. Do you ever, and while you're in the car, think anything different of
1: racing with Peyton, or is it just... Not really. I mean, it's kind of in the back of my mind. Like, I might race a little bit different, but not most. Like, And me and Jeremy had this conversation one time. Like, we, we pretty much told each other, like, I mean, racing is racing is kind of like a double-edged sword like it can it can really build a lot of great relationships but if it's if you use it wrong like it can tear stuff apart too mm-hmm. and uh, me and jeremy had this talk one time and like we pretty much said that we'd never let racing separate or separate family or we would never put racing over family and um so we we both kind of agree agree that from the start and it just makes stuff so much easier
3: did you race against larissa
2: and the b mods any no. no i got a story yes you <laughs> no. did, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> yes i
1: did yes i did i don't race now but listen to this Monster. Go, you but tell yours.
2: Logan's having problems in the heat race for some reason. We start tailback at Monette. Larissa ran, like, really good in the heat race. She this starts, is, like,
1: sixth. Real quick, this is Monster Truck weekend with Trevor Drake. Oh, this yeah. Is a, this yeah. is the day after. So, is it? Yes. Yeah, day after. I'm, and, I'm, I'm, I'm like, 85% sure. It might not I don't be. I so. like I remember
0: Trotsky.
2: I don't think so. There ain't no way you got that thing back together, was there?
1: Yeah, I didn't mess it up that bad. Just go ahead. Tell the story. <laughs> Larissa starts
2: like six. Here comes Logan, about lap three. He's past some cars, and Larissa spins out in three and four, and she gets it stopped. Everyone just starts splitting her. And she slow slowly starts to slow roll down the hill. Logan, you can just tell, he's like, oh, let me, let me get there, let me get there. She just backs it, rolls, 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 like hits, catches him right in the right front door, and it just rips from, like, the right deck all the way back out. That's, like, the first time we ever pitted by each other. I remember she came in. She was bawling her eyes out. It was bad deal. She
1: felt she felt bad, but I remember that was we unbolted it, or I took a rivet gun and I drilled it at the uh, like it like ripped around like the bars and everything. I undrilled it at the uh, inner deck, and uh, I took off like door quarter, like majority of that stuff was all I kept all together. And I remember it just I just left, it, left there. it there because yeah. I couldn't get it in the trailer. <laughs> 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 it was a bad deal. It wouldn't. I couldn't get it all compressed down far enough to get actually in the trailer, so I had to. We just left it there. You sorry, said, sorry Randy Mooneyham, for that. You said the whenever middle. you
0: get get to a certain point, certain wins or whatever, you're going to want to retire. Are you ever going to come back in a V mod and try to win at Monet
1: because it's plagued you, dude? Monet was like my curse. I, I'm still like in a Modify. Like I couldn't. I ran second there to Johnny Bone one time. I ran second there to you a couple times. Ran second to him. To Monet or JC, but I could never get the deal sealed at that place. I don't know what it is, but I wasn't worth a hoot. Like we go to Monet, and it's like, oh, here we go again. And it was just—it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, kinda, we discussed earlier with you and Lucas. Like some tracks are just like that. I don't really know how you get over yeah. the hump. I don't know. You tell me. Same thing. We're <laughs> going to get you
3: there, Lucas.
1: And I'm never going back when I win.
0: But, uh, I'm never going back. I don't know. It was like that.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I hated Batesville. Like, we won at Batesville two weeks ago, and uh, that was the first A-Main that I had ever actually made at Batesville. I had never – like, we went down there for a comp cams race last year. Uh There's 23 cars. Three cars went home, and I was one of them. No kidding. And uh, – <laughs> I mean, it was a bad deal. <laughs> you should, Mike, You're
0: going to make the A main and the A mod down there, and you are like six pounds light or something, or something, something
1: small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, if I would have known then what I knew now, I didn't realize the skills were on light at Batesville. So, like, after we were well, all. Well,
2: tell them this weekend. So you just ain't picking. Yeah, no. So. I was
1: like, or th- I don't know if they were light that weekend, but I just know this weekend at Batesville, they were light um, at. Uh, uh and uh, they ended up just not scaling anybody or that we went across the scales but they didn't they didn't they're 50
2: to 100 pounds light on some cars Uh, heads
0: up when you go to fort smith they're like that too the further forward you get to the scale the truer they get really um i'm 23 something on the back of the scales and as i roll forward i'm almost
1: 27. what's wines used to be like that with the old scales before gary and then put these new scales in but you could sneak it i don't remember if you if you if you you could sneak it right or left one way or another and you you could get really um, that's what Linda Wallace
0: more. was always saying he said the scales were easily manipulated yeah they were yeah. for sure yeah. Fort Smith though keep if the if you go up in the top of the scale house and your stuff weighs extremely light pull forward <laughs> You'll because after the B featured say yes. it said I, I was like almost 2,400 pounds I'm like there's no no way no mm. way at all I got very little lead on my car and I'm like 26 yeah so
1: I've only been over there one time. It was for a spooker one year, and we couldn't. I mean, it was you
0: guys probably didn't
1: even get to see the scales. It was so late. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I was so ready to get home yeah. that night. But, but that was for the new owners. I think new owners that have it now. That's so. pretty good now.
0: But, well, if that's all you guys got. And we'll shut it down. Thank you guys for coming down. Dylan, thanks for sitting in again. No problem. Austin. Thanks guys for listening. I forgot to mention yep. Austin wasn't thank here, you. but I think everybody <laughs> caught on by now. But all right, thank you.